every week I go to a club, I act like I'm too drunk to stand. And every week, can you call me a cab? A nice guy comes over to see if I'm okay. Holy, I thought that you were really drunk. Yeah. I'm not. What would you have me do? Ruin a young man's life? You must want something. Every guy's worst nightmare getting accused like that. Can you guess what every woman's worst nightmare is? Promising young woman. Rated R. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Sounds like some bad movie. All right. <laughs> ah, Mr. Wilson. So nah, I just so I just like the end of our opening. It just all oh. seems like some bad movie. It's good. I like it. Ah, very nice. And we're back. All right. Episode three hundred and forty. We're reviewing yes. Promising Young Woman, the last film in our Oscar nominees, our Best Picture Oscar nominees review list. And I didn't leave this one for last because I, you know, whether I felt it was the best one or not, it just happened to work out that way. Um, so this film, it's very, it's a very interesting film, and there. There's layers here. Not a lot, but there are layers here. It's it's definitely it's definitely a film that you watch it and then you walk away from it with a little bit of a holy shit kind of kind of just takeaway. Yeah. So the story the story involves um, what's her name Carrie Mulligan. Uh, she plays. She plays Cassandra, and she um, she's in medical school. And was was this is true? Was in medical school, and what she's doing now? I went into this movie completely blind, mm-hmm. knew nothing about this film other than the fact of I, for all I knew going into this movie, she's a serial killer. Like I had no idea. Um, w- you know what? Well, based it was. on the trailer, that's what I was expecting. Uh, this is yeah. I, I was you know I was expecting her to be killing, um, 
Black Widow-ish, you know, style. Uh, she's luring men, but luring men that are trying to take advantage and or rape her. So I thought that she was going to be uh, killing these men. And I, I, I went in completely blind. Had no idea at all. And I actually preferred that because I, I think I... I think I enjoyed the film more uh, that way. So, what what I found interesting, what I found interesting about the whole thing, is her character. You you learn like little bits and pieces as you go out the, the throughout the film. Of the film opens up with her. There it is. The shot right there. She uh, she's at some bar nightclub. And she is wasted uh, and or pretending to be. And, of course, there's these three guys talking about how hot she is, but also also how wasted she is. And they're almost kind of daring each other at one point of who's going to take her home. And the one guy, he comes out, he goes, what's wrong with you guys? And he goes over to her and he's just basically like, you know, let me, I'll take you home. I'm going that way anyway. You start to see when they're in the cab, instead of just having that cab go right to her apartment, being a gentleman, mm. taking her home, he's like, you know what? Tells the cab driver, uh, my apartment's actually closer. Let's go there. And of course, yep, she's she's wasted, so she's she doesn't know. I mean, I, on, on one hand, you could say it, it was like a clever way of the film saying, don't trust what you see. But right. in reality, I mean, this is something, this kind of hammers home the point of like let's say let, let's say <clears throat> you know by all means if she had made a choice at this point she might have been making the right choice i mean this guy seemed like he was going to help her right oh and, yeah and, and and how many of these guys are like that out there oh there's like, enough uh, you, there's you, enough you know even, even helpless that you know even the ones that don't that you don't think are going to take advantage of you are suspect absolutely absolutely um, and men suck <laughs> for for the most part, man. for the most part, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, did you did you watch this with the wife? I did. She was actually this was one of the films on the list that she wanted to watch, and she loved it. There you go. She loved How the film. How could she not? Yeah, and you know, and, I, and I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's got one hell of an ending. Yeah, and they definitely don't want to spoil the ending. No, we're not going to spoil <clears throat> the ending. But I'll tell you this right now, without spoiling the ending, ending, this film, in my opinion, does not get nominated for Best Picture without that ending. Oh, definitely not. If this doesn't have that ending, this is... Well, the is, film doesn't this, work without the end. It doesn't work without the ending. And they could have made a different ending. They absolutely could have, and it probably would have worked okay. But that ending gets it a Best Picture nomination. Well, no I mean, doubt. But, but the, <clears throat> I mean, this is this is a film about rape that yeah. never uses the word. Correct. And, 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 and in my opinion, that is one of the reasons why it's rated so low is because of the ending. What, people not liking it? Correct. I, I don't. I, 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 yes. I don't no, because people went in the film thinking it was going to end a different way. I can guarantee, dude. I guarantee it. 
All right. I, I guarantee. It, I it's, can't think of, there I are can't plenty think of films. Out. There are plenty of films where the trailer might be deceiving and then they go in and it's like, oh, I thought this was going to be different. Same thing with this. They might have thought the trailer made it look like she was a serial killer and she's not. And the ending kind of throws you off and people might not, you know, they might be so acceptable to the ending that they get. I, they got. I, I, I'm not going to say that that film goers are stupid, but with any, just like <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm serious. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying that. <clears throat> but just like anything else, um, the the smarter it is, the less people are going to understand it. Yes. And this is a smart film. Well, I think that's why um, also Mank is rated so low too. <clears throat> There's a lot to digest in that one. There's too uh, much dialogue. There's too I much was, dialogue. I was underwhelmed by it. Oh, I didn't uh, think. I don't think it's <clears throat> the best film. I just know that it's going to win best but, picture. But anyway, <clears throat> pardon me. Yes. With that, what the, the what's important about the fact that no, at no time in the film does anybody say the words rape or sexual assault, no, or abuse. The reason that's so important is is because it kind of it, it brings out the point that this is such a prevalent issue that you don't even have to say it. No, like the minute you start talking, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, and There's, you should. I, yeah, uh, no, exactly. And the viewer like should the, be smart enough to know as well, because like if you're not, goes, if you're not, and you're watching this, you might be part of the problem. Right. <laughs> it, it's like when Cassandra goes into the. Uh, the office of the oh the dean at the college the dean the, dean at the college yeah. I, I forget your dean that whole scene right there the dialogue that, that that's when you that, that's probably one of the most blatant scenes where it's like yeah i don't have to say it you know what i'm talking about <laughs> right what did you what happened <laughs> it's like and no one wants because also because also no one wants to say it yeah because so everyone like kind of swept it under the rug when it happened this is why me too is it was a thing yeah you know you it's like Jesus, this is, this is such, it's accepted. And so th this film's about the tragedy of that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that, that to the, you know, to the end, it, it, it's got some great uh, cinematography, uh, some great shots like that. Hello? Jesus. The, the, this, my, <laughs> my son and his cousin are upstairs. They're running around like monkeys. Oh, those monkeys. <laughs> um. <clears throat> What was I saying? Uh, you were talking about um, shit, uh, rape. That it doesn't need to be said. Oh, was I still talking about that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that, that was really fucking distracting. Oh no! The, you yeah, could thank my children no, the, for that. There's some, there's some great <laughs> scenes in the film, like the scene. They're the, still the, doing the, it. Like the, the why is no one yelling at them? I don't know because you're talking to me. Um, but like the car sequence, right? Uh, when the guy pulls up next to her, little things like that. Just uh, the the camera work really helps you consider how she's teetering. Right, right. And but the it's a snappy script. Uh, man, men are pigs. I, I'm, 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 I'm getting angry. I'm actually getting angry. <laughs> it's like someone is purposely slamming my floor with something and nobody cares. <laughs> Trying to do a podcast here. Hello? 
<laughs> Sorry. Oh, see how quiet it got? Because my <laughs> wife is like, oh, shit, he's recording downstairs. He's doing a podcast. You better stop. She doesn't sound a thing like that. Don't do that. No, she doesn't. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, oh, and also, how about the surprise uncredited appearance by Alfred Molina? Uh, yeah, who is awesome, by the way. Yeah. I had flashbacks right, to Boogie Nights, how uncomfortable that scene was. <laughs> like, for real. It's yeah. like, it's really good. He goes, I, I don't sleep anymore. <laughs> I just want to sleep. Because, you know, she's go, she goes there I, to, I to his, confront I him. I his movie after that. Yeah, right? Like, she goes oh. there to confront him. And she leaves, and she's just, he's like, I can't sleep. <laughs> and she's like, you can sleep now. It's just like, the scene is better than I'm describing, but he is, he is fucking awesome in that uh, scene. He always did everything. That's why. Right. Like, mean, you know, I, I was watching uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark um, a couple of weeks ago, and he has a very small part in the beginning of that movie. He yeah. plays the guide that's with um, Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones. And it's but one he, of the he, but he has one of the most quotable lines from the film. Oh, it's um, yeah, it's. Give me the idol, and I'll throw you the whip. That's right. Give me the idol, I'll throw you the whip. That's right. <laughs> yep. But he is so young. Oh, I yeah. mean, like he is so young in that, and it's just you almost can't even believe that it's Alfred Molina. Hey, he looks like Charlie Brown. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, but, uh, the film, um, it's not really, I mean, it's, it doesn't have like an all-star cast or anything. Uh, it has recognizable faces. Yeah. Specifically, uh, Clancy Brown. I'm like, oh, it's Clancy Brown. Yeah, <laughs> there can only be one. <laughs> Waiting for him to cut someone's head off. It's <laughs> been half the movie just like, oh yeah, what do I know him from? Right. Or I'm thinking, <clears> you know, <throat> Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob SquarePants because I have kids. <laughs> and he does the voice of Mr. Krabs in the SpongeBob SquarePants cartoons. And it just, if you watch that, it's like, and you really listen, it's like, oh, yeah, that's, it's, yeah, it's Highlander. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, a, it's a few decibels higher. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. It was, it was interesting seeing him as the father, too. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> he's old enough to be playing those roles now. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it, it doesn't have an all star cast, but it has a lot of familiar faces and all talented faces. Too. Exactly, just... like for really, um, it, it really, really, really does. And so the the thing of it is, without because we're not spoiling this one, this is a film that you should seek out and watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it, it's it's a really good film. It has a really good. Um, sense of what it's trying to do and it does it su- uh, successfully mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's directed by um, uh, Emerald Fennel or Fennel and she is most notably uh, she's actually an actress as well she's mm-hmm. been in a bunch of stuff um She's been in like the TV shows like The Crown, which is one of the biggest shows around. But uh, as far as a director goes, this is it. This is her first. This is her first stab at it, and I think she wrote the film too. Yes, she did. 
So, I mean, she might even move right out of acting and into writing and directing because this film, this film is like a juggernaut for her. It yeah. just really placed her, you know, at the top of the list. It, it's, it's a nice balance between, like, um, like being two, like, Coen brothers. Right. And being uh, too simple. It's like it's a, a nice layer there. It, it's it, it's not, it, it's flashy enough that you know it's artistic, right? But it's still, it still pops. It's still fun. It, and, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's I mean, for the parts that are fun, for the parts that are fun, because yeah. it it does do a lot of those things well. Where you you might laugh at a scene because you know that she's she's cornered them. We, yeah, we don't we don't need to. No, I mean, like, she's the apex animal. She becomes that. You know, Not she's... Really. No, well, no, hold on. So th- there are scenes where men are trying to take advantage of her, and then that it turns where they yeah. are cowering, and she what? is, I mean, what? forcefully so, she is the dominant one in the scene. Well, but, but, but on an emotional level, only because her assailants are, uh, in a vast majority, cowards. Oh, that's what I'm getting at. What I'm getting yeah. at is they think that they're overpowering her, and then when they realize that they're not, she. I'm, I'm talking about her performances. Carrie Mulligan in those scenes are excellent. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not right. talking about yeah. anything else. Okay. I thought you were going deeper because I was ready to. No, I'm really not going any deeper other than the fact that Carrie Lay Mulligan. Out your... it... Lay out your thesis, Joey, because I'm going to tear it apart. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. And we're not doing that. No, but uh, as far as a film goes, it's an excellent film. You should definitely seek this one out and and watch it. It, And by any means necessary. I believe it is on Netflix, and that's probably the easiest way to see it. Now, um, what's it up for? It is up for... Oh, I clicked on the link. I got to go back. Here we go. It's up for five Oscars. All right. All right, so we're looking at Best Picture. All right. Obviously, it's... Oh, now you do that first. Oh, no. You know why I did it first? Because it's at the top. We'll do it last. Uh, Best Achievement in Film Editing. Film Editing? Film Editing. Yeah, we talked about this last episode, didn't we? We we did. And as far as film editing goes, I'll pull it up. Where are you? I... There it is. There they go. They're banging again. I, I just... As long as it's not Nomadland. Well, The Father. This is for film editing. Uh, the right. Father, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Um, last episode, I said I felt that Chicago 7 is probably the favorite because it's a courtroom drama. It's paced extremely well, and you can only get things like that when you're edited properly. So that's why I'm leaning toward Chicago 7. But the father and promising young woman are my other choices. I mentioned that last episode too. Yeah, it's it's really a three way tie between the films that aren't Nomadland or Sound of Metal. Exactly, those two films. I just I look at the editing and I just think choppy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think really anything else as far as uh, editing goes for that. All right. Uh, exactly. Original screenplay, written by ah. em- Emerald Fennel. All right. So this is your department. In my department, this is where I I like to wade in on. I have seen all five 
or best original screenplay. Uh, You've seen them all, okay. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, Trial of the Chicago Seven. So what do you feel? Um, the problem is... Because I'll tell you what I think. I think your original screenplay goes to Judas and the Black Messiah or possibly this film, to be completely honest, just because of of the subject matter. Uh, although, I mean, I do I think... It's hard this do, year. Do, do, do it's I, hard. Do, I, I think hard Trial of Chicago 7 and Judas and the Black Messiah are better screenplays, but Promising Young Woman might get it. Well... Not undeservable, undeservably though. Minari and Sound of Metal. I think some. I, I think Sound of Metal is the long shot in everything. I just didn't care for it, so right. bear with me. <laughs> but outside of that, I think Minari is a long shot for best screenplay. I agree. But but you do have to consider that screenplay does isn't necessarily dialogue. We tend to think about that a lot, as far as right. you know, and there's a lot of that to it. Uh, Trial to Chicago Seven. It they they. They uh, compress time so well in that film that I feel like that's that's a uh, contender alone just based on that. Yeah. Let alone the dialogue, which was excellent. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do well this year when I fill out my ballot. I really don't. I, I'm having yeah. a hard time gauging a lot of these this year. This is this is one of the better years we've had. There's like really are no bad films on this list. No, no. And since this is the last film, we'll take some extra time to look at all of them, and I think we'll rate them. I think from best to worst, according to uh, ourselves. Right, but uh, but long story short, with best original screenplay, I I, I don't see this winning best screenplay. Uh, I, I see it going to something like Judas or uh, or Chicago Trial Seven. Or Nari. Yeah, um, I, I can see it winning because of the subject matter, and a lot of times that might just be enough. But I think Judas and the Black Messiah. Be jaded. If you had to look at the entire list of films, is, in my opinion, probably the favorite. Yeah, it's just five. What? What? What's the next category? The next category. I don't know what you just said. The next category is uh, Best Director. Oh, um, I, I, possibly. You think Best Director? You think it splits this year? I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm ignoring the whole split thing. I am. I really don't. It, it's a real thing now. Now that there's ten nominees, uh, splitting oh, no, splitting I, happens I more often now. I'm just saying it's never clouded my judgment because I've never had the strong feeling you well, have about. Well, here's the thing. Back oh, in what start. I like to call the day, when a film won Best Director, you could pretty much expect it to win Best Picture. Why are you in here? You're making way too much noise upstairs. You don't need your hoodie. Goodbye. So. So anyway, um. What was I saying? Oh, you were done. No, I wasn't. What was I saying? We know. Yes, best picture, best director. You still. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Real quick. That's it. But if 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 you won best director, you were winning best picture, and if you didn't, it was a rarity. It was basically, you know, Reds from nineteen eighty or eighty in nineteen eighty one, I think. Um, you know, yeah, Taps, no, Taps, what was that movie that Warren Beatty directed? Was it Reds or Taps? 
I forget what it was. I think it's Taps. Taps. Okay. That one best director did not win best picture. And it was like, you know, it was the next, it was almost not front page news, but it was big news. Like, oh my God, a film won best director, but not best picture. It was unheard of. And throughout the years, it was pretty much a lock. You won best director, you made the best picture. That's just basically how they voted. Then when they, you know, it, it, it rarely happened when it was five nominees. Then when it goes to ten nominees, when it goes to ten nominees, it's it's happening way more often now. It, it was Reds. It was Reds, okay. It you know, it it it's happening way more often. Yeah, so based on that. Based on that. Um I think I don't think this wins Best Director. I think David Fincher wins Best Director, and I think Mank wins Best Picture. I'm still, no. I'm sticking by that. Okay, for Best Director, I have not seen another round yet, but I, let, let's just let's just assume it's the underdog. Um, best Director goes to Nomadland or Promising Young Woman. Think so? Because First time ever, two women have been nominated. No, they're not going to give it to a woman. <laughs> you might be right on that. They might cons- that, yeah. And here's they, what I'm, this is what I'm saying: ten movies. But they both be deserving. Well, no, I'm not saying it's not. But what I'm saying is, there's ten movies nominated. This is a perfect opportunity to split the directing and picture. They well, give direct. I'm saying up to ten movies. Right, but we have eight. We have eight. But right. I'm saying because they went to ten movies. Yeah. The, the chances of a split are much greater. So I think... I've been you, saying that the whole time, yes. What I'm getting at is Mank wins Best Picture, Nomadland or Promising Young Woman wins Best Director. Would I be surprised if Fincher gets Director and Picture? No. I really... I don't. So... Mank is not winning Best Picture. We're not talking about that this episode. Or at least not yet. But Not uh, yet, but we will. But yeah, I, I, I would lean towards promising one young woman possibly getting best director. Uh, best actress, Carrie Mulligan. Uh, uh, she who is she up against? Best actress, actress in a leading Pieces role. Pieces of a Woman, Nomadland, United States versus Billie Holiday, and Matt Rainey's Black Bottom. Well, honestly, I think you're looking at, I think you're looking at the winner. I think Carrie Mulligan is going to get best actress. Because, mm-hmm. and again, I like to play the political end of it. Frances McNorman, she's won two Oscars. But Viola Davis, she's won two Oscars. There is a reason why Pieces of a Woman is only up for Best Actress and nothing else. Oh, because of the uh, that that first half hour. <laughs> no, well, no. Or not that not the first half hour, but the half hour that that woman the, the torture and and yeah. the pain that that woman goes through. But. The, the, that and all the the pain, mental and emotional pain and torture that she goes through at the end, the whole film is basically just watching her struggle for the whole length. So you're thinking and it, you think it might be that one then? I mean, I, I, I wouldn't I'm, be I'm surprised. Saying, I haven't saying, seen it. Have you seen it? I'm, yeah. Oh. Yeah. That and having seen it, there's a reason why that's the only thing up for best Oscar <laughs> for an Oscar. Okay, I got gotcha. you. And, and I've, I've seen all the best actress films, and they're all good, but you want to show me someone who went above and beyond and and succeeded? Yeah, it's a, it's a Vanessa, piece of a woman. Vanessa Kirby. Okay. All right. Because if, it ain't, if like it ain't her, it's going to be Carrie Mulligan from Promising Young Woman. Yeah. If 
do not watch the movie unless you are prepared to see a, a, a miscarriage. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf's dick. Oh, oh, yay! Twice. So what the fuck is going on here? Uh, can I watch the first one instead? <laughs> first one, what? The first thing I said. <laughs> oh. That's not the first time you, he's, you've seen his dick, though. What else did you see his dick in? Um, you see it briefly in Nymphomaniac. I haven't seen that yet. It's brief. You actually okay. see him like kind of stroking it a little. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 have, I, have, I have pushed the conversation off. Uh, Shia LaBeouf! What's next? Uh, next is the final nomination, and that's Best Picture. Best Picture, yeah. Um I, I think this is worth wor- so worthy of being nominated, and if it did does win, did win, I would be glad. I'd be fine but with I it. I just don't think it's going to be best picture. So its nominees are we've reviewed all of these now. So it's the Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, which is what we're reviewing, Sound of Metal, and the Trial of the Chicago Seven. Now. Do I think this wins Best Picture? No. Do I think it should? I think it's it should be a front runner for sure. Because as far as what, as far as how much I enjoyed the film, it's up there. Mm-hmm. I think it's that that good. So, do we want to talk about the nominees very quickly before sure, we, we end the show? Or actually, should we rate this film first, and then we can oh. we can end the show on that, yeah, on, so. on all eight. So the film is currently at a seven point five on IMDb, and and what I mentioned earlier in the episode is the reason why I think it's that low is because of the ending. I think people they would they probably would have rated this thing higher. Uh, here's a perfect example. I'll go to Rotten Tomatoes, and I can guarantee you that the critics' review for Rotten Tomatoes is at least 10 or 15% higher than the audience score. And again, I'm, I haven't I haven't done this yet. This is just my gut, I'm guessing. And let's take a look. Promising Young Woman, here we go. It's currently 90% tomato meter the, the audience score is actually just almost as high it's at 88 percent so i'm uh, it's a lot higher than i was expecting imdb it's a 7.5 that is way too low Agreed. This, is, this is not a 7.5 and I, st- I still feel that the ending is what a lot of people say like, oh eh, i thought it would be different oh that trailer misled me stop it so what are you thinking for a score on this one? Eight. I think an eight. Again, just like the last film we reviewed, The Father, if you wanted to talk me into a nine, I wouldn't fight with you. But I think I an eight, it. I think eight is solid. I'm getting a little pr- protective of nine and ten. I don't uh, know. Yeah, we kind of reserve nines and tens for films like Nighthawk, you know. Uh, no, not Nighthawk. Nightcrawler. <laughs> what am I saying? The one with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah. That, that is an absolute masterpiece. And we bring it up mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, Nocturnal Animals. 
Another fucking masterpiece. Not even... You read th- that book yet? I have it. Well, because you sent it to me when we were moving into the house. Moving, yeah. So it's in a box somewhere. <laughs> well, when you read it, let me know and I'll read my copy. Okay. It'd be like a little book club. Oh, sweet. We should do that. We already reviewed that film, but we should do that and kind of revisit it for a few minutes. You know? Yeah. You know, we, okay. we, we, maybe we could do it in a, you know, what we've been watching, like a, a, a shoot the shit episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's in a box somewhere because Scott was so gracious to send me the book. But <laughs> what? It, it was... like my first child or something. Oh, would, you, would you stop? Um, the fact that you even had it was awesome. So he sent it to me, but we were selling our house and we were buying this one. We were moving into this house. And it, it's it's in a box somewhere. It'll, it'll turn <laughs> up in a year or two. Don't worry no, about no, no, no. It'll turn up soon because we're... We just finished redoing the kitchen and the garage. It's in the garage somewhere, and the garage is getting cleaned out, like in the next like two to three weeks, because we're gonna have a town-wide yard sale uh, next month, I think. Oh, I miss those. You don't get those anymore. Yeah, we've been well. You know, so much other stuff going on. Yard selling kind of fell to the back. Oh, no, we're we're gonna do it. So I'm gonna clean out my garage, and I have a two-car garage, so it's gonna be a nice spread. So anyway, I'll find the book and I'll find it soon because I love the film Nocturnal oh, yeah. Animals so much that I need to read the book. Mm-hmm. I need to compare. That's how much I love that movie. All right, so it's 7.5. We're giving it an 8. All right. Back to the best pictures. So oh, we, I thought we were done. No, we were, what we're going to do very briefly is we're going to just, just rate these real quickly, you know? Um... Like, for instance, I could say, what film did you enjoy the most? Not what you think is going to win Best Picture. What did you enjoy the most out of all eight? Promising Young Woman. You enjoyed that one the most? Mm-hmm. I would say I enjoyed Chicago 7 the most. Like, as a, as a pure film, the film that entertained me the most, the most satisfaction I got of, out of all of these was Chicago 7. That That's second for me, just under Promising and, Young Woman. Uh, your least favorite of all eight. Gee, guess. Nomadland. No, Sound of Metal. Oh. oh actually, it's a tie between the two of them. Um, I thought you kind of ended up liking Sound of Metal a little bit more than Nomadland. Because when you break it down, you might, you might you be know, right. Sound yeah. of Metal is more of a film. Uh, Nomadland does have that documentary style yeah. filmmaking and i just nomadland, didn't care for it yeah nomadland has that whole thing that, that didn't bother me till two or three days later and it hit me. Like, Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah i'm the so, same yeah. way i think i enjoyed nomadland the least yeah thank you for, for reminding me so i i enjoyed chicago 7 the most nomadland the least promising young woman is right under chicago 7 two stellar films um and what do you think will win best picture Mm. If you had money on it, what, if I had money on if it. If you had money on uh, it, what do you we, truly? We, f- we know how not what you I like the it. most. Yeah. I know, but let's say you had money on it. What are your? Th- what are you thinking is going to take away the statue? I want to say Judas. Okay, 
Not a bad choice. It's a great film. It would totally deserve it. And as everybody knows, the last three episodes or two episodes, three episodes, I think Mank will win Best Picture. Not because I feel I enjoyed that the most. I did not. Do I think it's the best picture in the list? I do not. Do I think David Fincher is way overdue? Yeah, they're going to look at that. Just, just the way, you know, Martin Scorsese's uh, The Departed is not his best film. But yet he wins Best Picture for it. He's made I, a dozen other movies that easily could have won Best Picture over that. Got, now, The Departed, got, great film. Yeah, but... Not Best but, Picture. But Fincher has, has time to make some more. Yes, he does. Yeah. Um, but when you've been nominated, he's been nominated a handful of times, and I, I, I think if, they're going to feel he's due. If we're going just based off the film and not the politics... Yeah. Same answer? Yeah. All right. Um, not one of these pictures... Uh, if, if any of these pictures could win, and I'd understand. Even the ones I don't like, I can, I'll understand why they were picked. It's really that good of a year. It really is. It really yeah. is. You know, as, as, you know, as much as I don't care for Nomadland or Sound of Metal, if they won, it'd be like, all right, I see what they were going for. This is what they want to... You know, highlight. Sure. I get it. it yeah. the, everything in the best picture section section this year is actually yeah worthy of it. There, and there's no film here. Common. There's no film here. There's no Marriage Story here. Oh, we, we yeah. reviewed Marriage Story last year, and we were both we watched it together. Actually, um, we did it through Overplex, through a, mm-hmm. a, a Plex together. I think it's called something different now. But we watched it together, and it was just one of those, meh, did not care for that film at all, at all. And there's, there isn't a marriage story on the list here. As much as I, you know, I didn't enjoy Nomadland the most, it, I know it's not a bad film. Mm-hmm. I, at, you know, I know it's not a bad film at all. Well, sp- speaking of films that d- don't belong in the Oscars, it's, it's funny that Carrie uh, Mulligan is... Uh, is it a best picture film? Fuck? That's my phone. But Carrie Mulligan, she, she, she's in a best picture film right now that we just think deserves to be a best picture film. Right, yes. She, she was in one that we covered that I vehemently hated. Oh, what other film she was? She's been in a few. What was the other film that she was in? In Education. Oh, was she the love interest in that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I very vividly remember that review. Uh, oh. It, it basically, oh. I think you said, you know, we. I think the, the line that I remember the most for you, the, the one that I can quote for you, is we basically wait two hours for the other shoe to drop. Yeah, I, I, sounds like something I would say. It, it is. Uh, that's the, your exact words. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's an example of a film that comes up. Where, yeah, I don't. I don't see why this is nominated as garbage. Um, <laughs> and we don't have any of those this year. That's no. Very, I, no. No. Nothing to hate. There's no. This is a good year for a pandemic. This is a good year. Yeah. And I accept, I, And I think for the exception of, I want to say. Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh-huh. Everything has been released in 2020. 
the, the Oscars, the Academy, they allowed films to be nominated through mm-hmm. February of 2021. Mm-hmm. And Judas and the Black Messiah was released February of 2021. So it's on the list. You know, it, it missed... Normally, the cutoff is December 31st. And because of the pandemic, because of COVID, they, they pushed it to February. It's the only film that, that isn't a 2020 film. Uh, as far as best pictures go, mm-hmm. which I find interesting, you know, uh, I find it interesting. I mean, it could have been released in 2020, like late 2020, but Warner Brothers decided to try and push it a little further, maybe to get some more uh, subscribers for HBO Max because it also went theatrical, very limited as well. Mm-hmm. So, and I think there were some rules that were kind of bended a little bit. You know, the whole two weeks in a major city, uh, New York and L.A., that whole thing. So I, I don't... It doesn't matter anymore. It, it really kind of doesn't. It does not matter anymore. No. It, you can't deny films if they're that good. It just, you the, really the, can't. The Oscars is nothing more at this point than the last gasp of a dying industry. <laughs> I don't know about dying. I don't know about that. Well, the the... The business model that they've been clinging to since Hollywood became Hollywood. Right. That's what's dying. The way the way films are yeah, handled that, that and I agree with. and rated and controlled and and that is all coming to a grinding halt. Yeah. That's what that's that's so yeah, you know. That I but agree it with. It sounds impressive when you say that. It's archaic. Shorten it. it. It's archaic yeah. if you really break it down uh you actually described it better than i did thank you so all right let's go ahead and end this episode um we will be off next week um (laughs) we'll be off next week because we are we're intending on doing a live oscar show which is the following sunday which i believe is 10 days from now I believe it's the 25th of February or of, uh, April I mean yes April 25th we intend on doing a live Oscar show if we don't oh, good. don't feel bad but it's we want to we're going to try yeah yeah no um no that's good if it was a week further there'd be issues but no it, I, I'm available we'll, we'll I something. think we can do it and Mayor said that she'll join us like you know she has the last couple of times and Hopefully, uh, Holly joins us as well, at least for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting. This is our first Oscar show where we'll... Uh, we didn't do an Oscar show last year, did we? No. No. So you actually get to watch it an hour earlier than me. So uh, when uh, it ends at you know midnight for me, it'll end a, a, at a normal time for you, like 11 o'clock. You know, it's like all the West Coast people. It's the only time the West Coast really wins is Oscar night. Because it's on at 5.30 for them, and it ends at 8.30. It's on at 8.30 for us, and ends at like midnight, 12.30 in the morning, something like that. It's ridiculous. For them, it's ending at well, like, you know. I, I, have no, I, I don't read the news on it, so I have no idea what they're doing, how they're handling it this year, how they're doing it. If it's going to be all Zoom or what have you, I don't know. I, uh, I actually don't know either. The Golden Globes. The I'm, Golden, going, I'm the, going in cold. Yeah, I'm not going to look it up. The Golden Globes, and and it's not a, it's not a way to compare it, but the Golden Globes, they had a, an actual stage, people presented, but all of the nominees were virtual. 
mm-hmm. and they had people in the um, at tables, but everyone was wearing a mask, obviously. I don't know if this is going to be different. If there's not a live audience, it's going to be different. Correct. That's yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah I don't know if they're going to. That's have, the make or break of the whole setup. I mean, if there's not a live audience, but I can guarantee you that every song is still performed. Because sure, but, we, but still, we need if to have not that. a live audience. It's it's gonna it's gonna ham- it's gonna hamper the structure. They have to change the structure yeah. somehow. You, you think it still goes four hours? That's what I'm saying. I ho- I'm hoping not. I'm hoping that this actually makes it shorter because they don't have enough time to bring out Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. I almost, um, I, I almost lost my mind that night. <laughs> I almost tipped into the abyss. I just did. was that. Did we do that show live? No, I was before. I, that was before. I think we were doing the show. Was before we were doing them. I think. I believe so. Yeah. Just years well, ago. I'll have to. I'll have to look it up. Like, Maybe I'll look it up and have it uh, for when we do our live show. So I remember it was like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. We're like an hour behind, and then it's like, and now Cirque du Soleil. It's like you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, all right, go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. Uh, you can you can go to our iTunes page and you can download or listen to the show there. You can uh, you can listen or download the show at our website. You can also get the uh, app for your Android device, tablet or phone, whatever Android device you're using, uh, at moviesucktastic.com slash mst.apk, or you can download your favorite podcast player, and you can just do a search for Movie Subtastic and subscribe that way. And you can get all our episodes right on your on your mobile device. It's really, really good. Uh, if you want to leave us email, the address is themovieguys at moviesubtastic.com. If you want to leave us voicemail, it's 908-514-4470. And uh, we have, you can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. And just do a general search for Movie Subtastic in your favorite browser. We're everywhere. Just... Have at it. Do you have any words of wisdom, Mr. Wilson? Got it. You okay? Are you catatonic? I, I can't hear anything at this point. You can't hear me? I couldn't hear anything, so I was just like waiting. <laughs> I asked if you had any words of wisdom. I didn't hear you. At the end, when the music comes on, it messes with the feed, and I ended up not being able to hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Sorry about that. That's okay. But do you have any words of wisdom? See, right now you're breaking up on me. Do you have any words of wisdom? No circumstances. <laughs> All right, everybody. We will talk to you next time when we are doing the live Oscar show. Or not, but we plan on doing it. Otherwise, tune into the show when we review um, Race with the Devil because we're going to be picking up our movie challenges again. Oh, yeah. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Not race with devils.